Welcome to the Nuggets of Gold podcast, everybody. It is me, Matt, with Jake today, and we're going to be going over a big win for the 49ers, 33-6 over the New England Patriots. Um, and then about halfway through the episode, there'll be a little transition, and we're going to get another guy on from the Worst Take Network, uh, Mike, and he is a Seahawks fan, and we're going to do a little preview for the Seahawks-Niners game. But let's start with the Victory Monday. I mean... The Niners came out and absolutely demolished the Patriots. That was that got to be like the biggest just like, okay, we're going to run all over this team and win, and we're going to look like we did last year. I mean, the Rams and the Patriots now, this is the first two games of this really tough six-game gauntlet, and they've looked fantastic. Um, Jake, are you as happy with the team right now as I am? Oh, for sure, man. And, you know, a win like that was needed, especially after – um, you know, you get a, a game like uh, like the, the Miami Dolphins because, you know, Miami comes in and they absolutely murder us. You know, 44 points uh, they put up against us, I believe, was the final. And, uh, you know, all season long, we've kind of been in these tight race kind of games. And we haven't really had kind of a, a big game like this yet, especially with all the injuries. I mean, yeah, you could point to the the Jets and the Giants, but you know, those are games you're expected to be blowing these guys out. Whereas the Patriots were coming into this game as favorites and, you know, for us to absolutely wallop them like we did, I I think is, I mean, it's, it's a welcome sight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you talked about like us walloping them, Jeff Wilson, 112 yards, three touchdowns on 17 carries. And then you look at the Niners defense Cam Newton threw under 100 yards, three picks, and then Stidham came in and threw another pick. So they are dominating. They were absolutely dominating. That was the largest loss um, in Bill Belichick's New England career at home. That is, a, that is an awesome stat to have right there. That You came in there, and yes, the Patriots, I mean, they don't have the roster that they had before. Like, this year and last year, like you could see like, okay, there's, they're not as stacked as they once were, but it's still big to go in there and beat a team like that because the Patriots are not a team that gets blown out. We saw them play the Seahawks and like, we're gonna talk about the Seahawks later. Seahawks and them went to like the final, it was a yard. It was Cam Newton. Can he score a game when he touched down from a yard away and he got stuffed, but I mean, they're playing a tight game. The Niners did not play a tight game. Uh, this morning I woke up and I watched like was like 15 minutes of like Kyle Juszczyk highlights. He is just putting people into the grass the whole game. Same thing with Trent Williams, uh, McGlinchey, Kittle. Like everyone is just clicking. The run game was absurd. And I mean, Jimmy didn't even look very good. He threw two picks. One of them was kind of like a toss up at the end of the half, but he's not having to move the ball that much. The only like negative side of this game was that Debo got hurt. I think that is the only negative thing that you can only say. Um, and like, yeah, Jimmy threw two picks. He was 20 to 25 for 277 yards and they didn't really matter <laughs> like at all. Um, but wow, dude, this was a fantastic win. The run game is there. Uh, I think that they're going to just keep trying to pound the rock as they should for the rest of the year. And honestly, I think they're kind of showing like, Hey, 
don't act like we shouldn't be the NFC favorites. I don't think they are. But in their mind, they got to think like, dude, we're better than all these teams, even without Bosa, even without D Ford. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we're going to keep steamrolling teams. And you look at how they won last year, it was a lot of, okay, we're going to, our defense is going to come out, fly around, make your quarterback, make a couple mistakes, and then we're going to run the football down your throat, and you're not going to be able to throw the ball on us. And that's how it's looked the last two weeks. Like I said, Cam Newton threw for 98 yards. That's yeah. awful. Yeah, and, and I think one thing is for certain, um, the 49ers, I think, easily uh, have the best depth in the league. I mean, you talk about the number of guys that have gone down. The fact that we are four and three at this point is unreal, and that speaks volumes to Adam Peters, uh, John Lynch. I mean, we talked about this in the last episode. The depth is unreal. Also, you have to have someone there to coach the depth. I know I was really, really hard on both Robert Sala, uh, not so much on Shanahan, but I was a little bit critical of him a few weeks ago. And both of them have really um, kind of, you know, disproven me over the last uh, few weeks. So I'm pleasantly surprised with that. Um, also, what do great teams do? They improvise. And I think we're proving that we are a great team. When you look at the Patriots game, uh, you know, it was very clear there was a game plan on both sides of the ball, and we executed that. Um, the 49ers came into the game offensively, and they said, we're just going to run the ball straight down these guys' throats, and they did. Jeff, Jeff Wilson had a career day. Um, you brought up Kyle Juszczyk, unbelievable day blocking. He just had a, you know absolute field day. Um, I think both Wilson and Debo going down absolutely sucks. You're right about that. Um, but then defensively, man, um, you know, you could tell the, the, right away it was, look, let's just make Cam throw the ball, man. Like, let's just make him throw because if they're going to beat us, it's going to be because, you know, the running backs somehow are just hitting the hole and they're hitting it hard. And we did. We made Cam throw the ball, man. Uh, like you said, 98 yards, three picks. Stidham added an extra one. Um, so it's so, so refreshing to have a win like this where you come in, you can see the game plan, and you can see the players executing it. That is beautiful football right there. Yes, definitely. Um, you brought up you brought up Kyle Juszczyk's blocking. Along with the blocking, he had a diving catch for 18 yards and four carries for 18 yards and a touchdown. So Kyle Juszczyk had a, had a hell of a day. Um, I think he would deserve the game ball in my mind, just paving the way for those running backs. Um, also, another guy that has to be continuously shouted out, Fred Warner. He's trying to make a case for defensive player of the year. He has two picks. He led the team in tackles with seven. He had a pass deflection. Dude, he is and, – and the other guy, Dre Greenlaw. These guys have shown – like, this is what I thought it was going to be. Like, is this defense good? And I thought, yeah, they're still going to be good. And I said it's about the hot boys. It's about that linebacking core. Well, Quan's gone down. However, Fred Warner is just playing absolutely lights out. Dre Greenlaw had a sack yesterday, and he i mean—he looked really good. He had six tackles. Like, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are turning into a hell of a tandem, and I think that they're just going to continue to kind of be there. Um, against Seattle, those two guys are going to have to play – they're going to play a huge role because if they can slow down the Seattle's run game, like, it's going to really limit what they can do. And, yes, the, like, the Seahawks are built on Led Russ Cook and all that, but – 
these two guys can make it real difficult for them to actually like get the like get time of possession because that's how the Niners have been winning. You suffocate with your defense in the run game, and that's what they do. And today they came out there. I mean, and I I thought that they should have been like a couple point favorites. That the Niners over the Patriots, the Patriots were like three point favorites. That should have never been the case. And I think that people are going to start realizing, like, okay, let's start taking the Niners seriously. Um, we talked about the gauntlet. So remaining on the gauntlet is the game against the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, and then what, the Bills after that? Or the Rams? I believe it's, I believe it's the Rams leading us into the Bills. Okay. So, I mean – it's it looks a lot better than it did before. I mean, we're going to it at two and three. Now four and three. Even if you win one out of the next three games, you're five and five. And you have games against the Cowboys, the Washington Football Club and stuff. So these last two weeks of just we're gonna run it down your throat and we're going to beat you bad have really shown that the Niners are they're definitely a top ten team in the league. I think that you could. I think you can make the case that they're the best team in the NFC. I would not say that, but they can definitely hang with anyone. Their passing game, they they're not even throwing the ball down the field that much. If Jimmy figures out, if if they start throwing the ball down the field, and I hope it's the ankle that's really limiting him, because I have seen a lot of videos where he's planting and he can't really plant that well. And like you think about how you throw a football, it's all about the transition, like transferring your weight. And he's not really able to do that. So I'm, I am going to cut him some slack. But if he's going to start figuring out downfield, their offense is unstoppable. If Jimmy, if, if they're healthy, they're unstoppable. That's how good they can be. The, the yak bros, the run game, that stuff is just, I mean, it's shown that it is working perfectly. Yeah. And I, I, I want to touch on the, um, the uh, Fred Warner and Trey Greenlaw stuff. Uh, it's going to be really hard for Quan Alexander to have a spot on this roster next season, especially with how much money he's owed. Um, I think he's as good as gone at this point um, because I just think that Dre Greenlaw has been that good. I don't think it has anything to do with Quan Alexander being bad necessarily, but man, it's it just Dre Greenlaw. This kid took a step this year and you put him next to Fred Warner, who, by the way, PFF has graded the number one linebacker in coverage this season. Um, I mean, that's that's an absolutely disgusting tandem. Now, as for the gauntlet, um, I know last week I had said that, you know, I could see us going 0-4. I could see us going 4-0. Uh, I think the latter is a lot more possible now um, because I needed to see a win like that to really kind of regain confidence because it is hard early in the season to kind of create this level of judgment on your team. Right. Um, even last year, right. When we go 13, three, we're starting off undefeated. You're just really not sure still like we weren't sure until probably week seven, week eight, like, okay, this team is 100% legit. Like, and we're getting to that sweet spot in the season where you kind of start to figure out who everyone is. And I think we're kind of figuring out that at worst, this team is probably nine and seven at worst. Um, I mean, I can easily see this team being a 10, 11, even potentially 12 win team. I know that's asking a lot down the stretch. Um, 
I'm going to, you know, go on the record here and say we beat Seattle. Um, and I also think there's no doubt we beat Green Bay, despite how hot Aaron Rodgers has been. Um, I don't want to make any judgments, you know, going too far down the season because the NFL is week by week and, you know, all it takes is one week and George Kittle's gone or, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think looking at the stretch of games we have, I feel like 10 times more confident than I was last week. Yeah. I like that you bring that up too, because the Niners are technically in last place right now. The Rams play the night. If the Rams lose, the Niners would take that third spot in the division. But if they beat Seattle, the Rams lose tonight and Arizona loses. I don't know who they play next Sunday. The Niners would be in first place, I believe. Yeah. No, they would we, not. We, Arizona yeah, would be in we, first place. Um, but, like, but, like, they're in it. Like, they can still win the division. Um, the Seahawks – now, the one thing that I would say is the Seahawks have the AFC – or, sorry, the NFC East, like the whole NFC East still, I think. Um, the Niners do have two of those teams, but I still think the Seahawks are going to win the division. But I think that the Niners are definitely a playoff team, and I think they are probably the last playoff team that you want to have come into your stadium. I, I would definitely feel comfortable saying that. I mean – the NFC is wide open. And you brought this up to me earlier this year, Jake. Chris Collinsworth basically said, like, no, I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners won nine games and then we're back in the Super Bowl. Like, that's the type of year it is. Like, this is an odd year. There's no fans in the stadiums. Maybe there will be in January, but we don't really know. Um, and I'd probably lean that there's not going to be at least full capacity. So they just got to keep playing 49ers football. I don't see any reason why that would stop. The Debo Samuel injury, hopefully he's all right. Like, hopefully it's not a big deal. I saw that he's doubtful for next week. So if he's already, like, not immediately listed as out or not immediately put on the IR, that's a good sign. Now, maybe he will this week, and let's hope not. Let's cross our fingers. I mean, hopefully he comes back and he's able to play. That would be awesome. But, I mean, this, is it. this week's going to be huge. If they beat the Seahawks, like, they're going to have all the momentum in the world then the Packers and the Saints, and if they if they were able to knock off those two teams and go three zero in this stretch, then they're the top dogs, right? Like maybe you could say the Bucks, but I don't know, dude. I think that they they are going to be able to hang in with anyone. They got to stay healthy. That's going to be the big thing. They got to get these some of these guys back. We're going to see Sherm back soon. We're going to see Mostert back soon. That's that's a big one. Um, hopefully Debo's back and stuff. But overall, it is a good victory Monday because. You just went into Foxborough and you beat the living crap out of Bill Belichick's Patriots. And there is not many teams that can say that, that have been able to say that over the last 20 years. And I know it's not the same team, but that definitely is a good feeling for the team and for the fan base. Yeah. And by the way, one last thought before we kind of wrap up, um, how scary would it be for the NFC if the 49ers did went out on this, uh, you know, this, this gauntlet, how scary would it be if they really went undefeated? Because I think that is the last thing the NFC wants. You want to talk about opening up the NFC, the Packers would have an extra loss. The Seahawks would have an extra loss. The Saints would have an extra loss. At that point, it almost guarantees the 49ers a position into the playoffs. And at that point, 
it becomes about seeding is, you know, where would the 49ers end up? Would they be one seed? Would they be two seed? Would they be five seed? Who knows? But I think that's a nightmare situation for the NFC. I know the Packers don't want to see that. The Seahawks don't want to see that. Maybe the only team that does want to see that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, because they're the only ones that kind of benefit from that. And, I mean, they're looking good too. So there's definitely some good teams in the NFC, don't get me wrong. But it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of really good teams and no one's really separated themselves. I don't think at all yet. So maybe we'll start seeing that in the future, but we're going to, we're going to transition right here into our talk with Mike and we're going to be previewing the Seahawks game. Alrighty. So now me and Jake are here with Mike. Mike, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Mike DeFrancisco. I'm a big Seahawks fan. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. I write for the Worst Take Network. And um, I got a lot of things to say for this matchup. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so Mike's, Mike's joining us here to get kind of the Seahawks side of this uh, rivalry just because, I mean, this is one of the biggest games of the year for both these two teams. The Niners and the Seahawks always seem to play. When, it, when, it, when they're both good, it's always a top game of the year. I wonder mm-hmm. if this game will get put into prime time. I would probably guess that they're going to put the Steelers and the Ravens mm-hmm. just because like they would be three consecutive NFC West matchups. And that would be a, a bit much for the East coast, but I'm stoked. I think that it's going to be a good game. I wonder what the line is. I don't know if it's out right now. I'm assuming that the Seahawks are going to be like pretty decent favorites. Probably like three or three and a half. That's what I think. But I feel like they, they might make it higher. Um, either way, I'm taking the Niners money line on this one. I think the Niners <laughs> match up very well. And I'll definitely get your side too, Mike. But I think that the offense of the 49ers is going to kind of demolish the Seahawks. Now, at the same time, to be fair, I think the Seahawks are going to have their way at least somewhat with the Niners. The biggest issue I have with the Niners defense is that the pass rush, it's not elite like it was last year. And when you play a guy like Russell Wilson, it's really hard to stop him. And if they, but if they slow him down somewhat, I think, I think the offense is going to cook um, both offenses, but I think that the Niners, I don't really know how the, the Niners are supposed to be stopped by Seattle's defense. Um, and let's just, let's just start it with that. What do you kind of think the recipe is to slow down the Niners run game and not only the run game, but the yak, because that's way where they've been making their money lately. So what's your kind of thought on that? Well, I think first and foremost, we need to stack the box. If we're going to have Jamal Adams back, that's going to be huge. He's going to be in that box. He's going to be almost like another linebacker. Um, I don't think he'll be playing like deep at all. Um, Our main priority is to stop the run and to stop the little short passes. Second thing, which is kind of a huge thing, is we need to get to the quarterback. Kyler Murray against us had 50 passes, and he was not hit once. He was hit when he ran once. That was it. It's the only time we touched Kyler Murray. So, obviously, Jimmy G is not as good of an athlete as Kyler Murray, but if we're going to beat the 49ers, we're going to have to get in his face um, because he is not a quarterback that does good when he's getting hit and he's getting rattled and everything like that. Um, Third of all, our defense, for some reason, likes to play a lot of soft coverage, likes to keep everything in front of us and then go and tackle. I I don't understand that logic um, because they just get easy completions, and that's what the 49ers are built off of. They're built off of easy completions. Jimmy G is not throwing the ball 50 yards downfield. He's throwing these 10-yard little – slant routes to Debu or, you know, up the seam to George Kittle. So we need to bring our guys in. I think we have to dare them to beat us over the top and not let them get easy 
easy stuff underneath. So that's what I think we have to do. Will we do it? Probably not. But that's what I think we should do. Yeah, and I think, like you said, like, will you do it? Probably not. Like, that's kind of the same way I feel like. (laughs) Will we contain Russell Wilson? (laughs) Probably Probably not. not. (laughs) We've seen this time and time again. Russell Wilson always destroys the 49ers. Like, he's always Mm -hmm. plays some of his best games. And even if, like, the statue doesn't look good, it's like, oh, yeah, but Russ had that big drive at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's always that third how down. it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I, I think that the Niners are going to kind of have their way on offense. Um, Jake, I'll let you kind of talk. What do, what do you think about the Niners' offense against the Seahawks' defense? Yeah, I mean, look, the Seahawks, uh, you know, when you talk about their defense, they definitely need pass rush. It's part of the problem. And, uh, you know, I think for the 49ers offense, it's about how are we going to run the ball effectively? Um, Because like Mike was saying, you know, if they're able to stop the run, it kind of prevents this dink and dunk kind of ball that we like to play. And that's for me where I think it can get out of hand uh, for Seattle. I think that if Seattle is able to stop the run, then they're going to run away with this game. Um, I know Seattle's MO is kind of, you know, tight ball games, anything between, uh, you know, a touchdown. And right now, uh, talking about uh, Vegas, Vegas has Seahawks opening up as three and a half point favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, That's pretty accurate. I actually think that's probably a pretty fair line for the game. Um, But yeah, I think all it's going to come down to, like Mike was saying, is you know, can Seattle stop the run? Can they stop the dink and dunk? And if Debo's out, you know, that's going to, I think, severely limit some of that dinking and dunking. And, you know, if Tevin Coleman's not back, what does that mean for our running back room too? Because it's just McKinnon and Hasty now at this point. So I think we're probably going to see a lot of wide receiver design, uh, design runs and, uh, you know, a lot of short passes. And Kyle's going to have to start getting creative um, if we are, you know, limited this week. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, just to kind of talk about what you said, Mike, you were talking about stacking the box and really not letting the Niners get those little completions. That's exactly what I'd try to do if I was Seattle. Because mm-hmm. the pass rush isn't there, but mm-hmm. if you just try to get guys in Jimmy's face, blitz guys, do all that kind of stuff, and make him throw over 20 yards down the field, I, I don't know. He struggled with it so much this year, and I do think that there's part of that that's the ankle. But I also don't know. Yeah. And if it, even if it is the ankle, you have to play that to your advantage. So I think yeah. that's what – I mean, the Patriots didn't do it. I thought the Patriots were going to go out there and, like, fully commit to stopping the run. Jeff Wilson destroyed them. That was the best game of his career. Like that, like, And we see it, like, all the time with, nine, like, the Niners running backs. Whoever's in Kyle's system is just like, oh, yeah, you know, he's just going to – he's going to eat. I think that if they don't try to, like, really, like – hardcore everyone like we're going to stop the run and Jimmy's going to have to throw down field and beat us that way I think that Jim Michael Hasty will have his best game of his career like that's the type of issue I have and I know that the Seahawks run defense isn't like abysmal or bad by any means like they've been pretty solid as far as like the numbers look um yeah. I do think that their their defense as a whole as a whole unit isn't that great terrible um, and yeah the defense the problem is the defensive line is really bad and you look at like how they kind of make their money, like they're, they're t- coached well and stuff. The problem I have is that the Niners with Kyle Juszczyk and Go- George Kittle run all over teams. And if their mm-hmm. offensive line is moving the defensive line back, that is such a massive advantage for the 49ers. That's why I think yeah. their offense is going to flourish. 
Um, and but at the same time, like we see these these divisional games, and it's like, oh, like the Niners and the Seahawks, it should be a high scoring one. I wouldn't be surprised surprised if it's like both teams don't get to twenty, like just because these wow. games are played, like they're just played so weird, you know? Like it's so hard yeah. to like determine, like oh, how is this game gonna look? Like we don't know that. Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of what I, I'm thinking for the Niners offense. If they want to win this game, they either have to run the ball down their throat because that's what they're gonna want to do. But if it's not there then they're going to have to really look for Ayuk and Kittle down the field. And this is going to be a big game for Jimmy if that's the case because he's going to have to show, okay, I can throw down the field. And if he mm-hmm. doesn't and they sell out and they stop the run, then, then they're not going to win. They're, right. They will not win the game if they do that. But, I mean, how many teams have been able to stop the 49ers run game? That's, that's the really right. difficult part there. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. I think that the Niners will score a lot of points. Um, on the defensive side for the 49ers and the offensive side for the Seahawks, I mean, let's, let Russ Cook is not looking good for the Niners. Uh, <laughs> obviously, Richard Sherman's out. Last week, Jimmy Ward and Kwaski Tart were out. I think Kwaski's back. Um, I also know a lot of 49er fans want to see Tarverius Moore starting over Jimmy Ward. Um, I don't know about that, but I think that either one of those guys isn't like a big issue on the back end. Uh, I would yeah. like to see Kwaski in there. Kwaski balled out. I mean, he had the huge play on DK Metcalf last year, and Kwaski's one of the enforcers on that defense. Uh, this one's going to come down to, can the pass rush be there? Can Robert Sala call good, good blitzes? And really like, how do the superstar players do? How does DK Metcalf do? How does Tyler Lockett do? How does Russell Wilson do? How does Fred Warner do? Because if Fred Warner's flying around, it gets, it gets real tough for opposing offenses. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are you kind of thinking about the, the Seahawks offense? Do you think that they're going to be able to put up a lot of points? What what do you kind of feel? What what do you, Um, what do you like? What are you worried about? Well, what I'm worried about personally is the linebacking core. I think that if we are going to try to run the ball, we might we might have Chris Carson. We might not have Chris Carson. I'm leaning on he's probably not going to play. So if we can't really establish a good running game. See, the Seahawks used to play run first to set up the pass. Now they pass to set up the run. So now when teams are all expecting a huge deep shot, they hand it off underneath. They get four or five yards. Awesome. That's great until you can't run the ball. And when teams force you to have to pass, then that becomes an issue. I don't care who your quarterback is, that becomes an issue. So if they can really kill our running game and stop us, um, then I think we're in trouble. One thing I do like, though, is I don't think that the 49ers DBs are as talented as the Cardinals DBs. Um, Tyler Lockett had a huge game. I mean, he got me 53 fantasy points. Thank you for that. Um, uh, DK Metcalf had, I believe, two catches for 23 yards. His best play was on defense. Great job. I think he had two tackles yesterday. So. Um, but I don't think the 49ers are going to be able to contain DK. I think he's angry that he only had two. And, uh, you know, you don't, want to get, uh, you don't want to get DK angry. So I think he's going to have a bigger game than Tyler Lockett. And I just don't think that – I think Jason Verrett right now is your guys' best corner. I think he's honestly having a really good year. So I don't think he'll be – I think they'll put him on Tyler Lockett because Tyler Lockett really killed the Cardinals. And I think they'll try to put um, probably one of the other corners, like you said, maybe uh, Ward or whatever on – uh, DK and I think DK is too big, too strong, too fast. Mike, Mike cut out right there. I'll, I'll go back to him in a sec. But one thing I would want to say is you're talking about the receiver matchups. I think that's where K1 Williams has a big role. Um, K1 is probably the guy on Lockett. I think he's covered him in the past. Jake, you're nodding your head, so I think I'm right. Um, but he's been like injured 
and it's a little iffy, and I don't know how they're going to want to use Lockett. That's probably the guy you're going to see on him a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Jason Verrett will hang around DK because Emmanuel Mosley has played DK Metcalf very well. Now, it's not like he's locked him down or anything, but yeah. that's, that's also where you want Sherman because you just keep Sherman on that side, and Emmanuel Mosley can hang with DK, and you're, you're not trying to like lock these guys down, but you're just trying to get the big stops. Um, yeah. And that's, that's the way like you kind of got to play in the secondary. But K1 Williams, I think, is a huge guy that we have to look to. Is that guy, is he playing? Because if he's playing, I think it's a huge win for the Niners that he's playing. Because if he's not, then you have Jamar Taylor, who's an undrafted nickel corner in, and Lockett is going to cook him. Even though Jamar Taylor's, been, Jamar Taylor's been great. He had two interceptions last game, actually. So props mm-hmm. to him. I think he has three picks on the year. Wow. Or maybe he has a good. sack and two picks. I, I know That's he's had some more picks, Seattle has all year. Yeah. Um, well, they had four last game. I mean, the, the Patriots looked in shambles. Uh, yeah. But but I definitely agree with you. Like, you got to – if the if the Niners stop the run, which maybe we'll see, like, the, the defensive backs for the Niners are not as talented for Arizona. I agree with that, especially <laughs> when they're all banged up. Um, yeah. I expect that we'll see a lot of Kowalski, Tart, hanging around DK um, and doing like they're going to, I think they will want to put him in a lot of interesting spots, but that's if he plays. So mm-hmm. the two big, the two big spots on defense are, is K1 Williams going to play? Is Kwaski Tark going to play? Because if those guys are on the field, it's going to help the Niners a ton because I mean, Seattle's receiving core, even, even David Moore, he looked good. Yeah, last he's night. solid. He, he's a, he's a solid guy to have on your team. Like, and so those guys, I mean, Olsen, Disley, Hollister. I mean, I think. Do you think Olsen's the best right now? Um, no, I'm not. I'm not too happy with Olsen. He had that touchdown on the sideline that he had, but he didn't get his feet in bounds, and that took away four points off us because yeah. then we kicked the field goal. Um, if he makes that catch, we win the game. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't in the fourth quarter. It was in like the first quarter, I think. But again, it's those plays you look back. He makes that play, and I still can't forgive him for the play he made against the Patriots, where it tipped and they got the pick six. So I still can't yeah. forgive him for that. So. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's – I mean, he, him and the other tight ends, I mean, they have a solid room of tight ends, not like any yeah. super elite guys. But yeah. they have guys that get the job done, and, and they like to use the tight ends too, which I always always love to watch. I think that's a, a good way to yeah. run your team. But I definitely agree that, like, if they're going to be him, they're going to pick on the guys in the secondary. Yeah, um, and Russ has the ability to do that too. So Absolutely. And, and the pass rush, it's got to get home. That's why I'm saying, like, those blitzes, like, they have to time those really well. Um, I saw one of the Niners beat reporters tweeted out like what we're going to see a lot about this season is are the Niners is Robert Sala able to dial up the blitzes at the right times because with the lack of pass rush without Bosa I mean Solomon Thomas not really much there but Bosa and D Ford like those two guys that's such a massive loss so are you going to get Fred Warner in on those like a gap b gap blitzes and he's going to be able to get the sacks that's all the other thing you got to be able to tackle Russell Wilson that's yeah. the part that they've really struggled with throughout <laughs> Russell Wilson's career. Um, but Jake, what is like the recipe for the Niners to win this game on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, well, so you guys brought up the run. Um, I mean, obviously stopping the run is important, specifically Russell Wilson. I know, Matt, you tend to say that, you know, the quarterback run is kind of overblown, like fans overblow that uh, with San Francisco's defense. Uh, I'm kind of in disagreement with you on that. I do think, you know, the quarterback run, it has been an issue. And we do need some level of containment against Russell Wilson. I I do agree there. I'm more afraid of the pass. Like if Jamar (laughs) Taylor, like you're saying, is 
you know, our nickel corner guy, it's, it's going to be Tyler Lockett all day long. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter where DK is lining up because, you know, if it's Lockett, 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 and they're just force feeding Lockett, eventually DK is going to, you know, hit him over, over the top. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And that's going to be a big problem specifically now because Sherman's out. And I really like Verrett, but when you look at, you know, opposite of Verrett at Mosley, he's probably the guy you're looking at to get B over the top. And we know that in Robert Sala's system, there's no traveling. You know, Verrett's not going to stick around and play on DK, just like Mosley's not going to stick around and play on DK. So there is big play potential, and that's what I'm most afraid of. I'm also afraid of the fact that Russell Wilson has this innate ability to extend plays and the 49ers, when um, plays break down, especially this season, they just can't stop it. I mean, you go back to the Rams game, Jared Goff doesn't move great, but when he was moving, you know, there were some plays he had pretty open. Um, the coverage downfield is getting beat. Now, a lot of that was, of course, you know, we didn't have a lot of corners healthy, and we're a little bit more healthy now, but I think somehow finding a way to contain either one of Lockett or DK is crucial and containing Russell Wilson's running game, you know, to the best of your ability is probably more important. Those two things than I think stopping the run, because look, let's be honest, unless Chris Carson is healthy, I'm not overly concerned about Carlos Hyde or Travis Homer rushing over a hundred on us. So I would probably say those are the two biggest points of concern if I'm the 49ers defense. Well, Jake, you brought up a good point because uh, the Seahawks like to force feed Tyler Lockett. And what they'll do a lot of times is Lockett has more receptions, right? He's got 45 receptions so far this year. DK's only got 21. So what they'll do is they'll force feed Lockett, force feed Lockett, throw to Lockett, throw to Lockett, throw to Lockett. Oh, but then boom, DK's wide open down the field. So you can't really divert too many resources to stopping Lockett. He's going to get, he's going to have more catches than uh, DK, I imagine. Uh, but what you can't allow is you can't allow DK to beat you down the field because he's so fast. As you saw in that Buda Baker interception, he's so fast and he's just, and Russell Wilson can throw a great deep ball. So you can't get beat down the field. So I think you have to keep everything underneath. Exactly. And I think that's why, if I was Robert Sala, I would be dialing up a ton of safety help to the side of the field that DK's on at all times. And look, if Lockett beats you underneath, he beats you underneath. And, you know, it sucks. But I think if I'm Robert Sala, I'm going into this week looking and saying, we might have to have sort of a bend, don't break approach more so than other weeks. Like, you know, against the Patriots, it was that back to that elite dominant style of defense. Now, a lot of that was because, you know, Cam wasn't making accurate passes. I think uh, they had a total of three or four interceptions yesterday. Four. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, it was bad. It was just bad football. But even going back to the Rams game, um, you know, the, the defense, I think that's kind of the style of defense we're looking for is, you know, how do you bend but not break? And I think that, it's going to be tougher because it is a mobile quarterback and that's a real threat. I mean, even Daniel Jones in uh, week three had a couple big runs against us. So containing Russell Wilson and then containing that deep ball, those are the two keys I'd probably be focusing in on this weekend. Yeah. Um, one question for you real quick, Jake, I would rather see Tarverius Moore starting opposed to Jimmy Ward 
because you talked about the speed of the Seahawks guys and especially DK Metcalf. Uh, Tarverius Moore ran a four three, and wow. he is he can get going. Where if he's the guy over the top, I think that's better than Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward is a better tackler. He's a better run defender. But I kind of like the way that Tarverius Moore has played that single high spot. And against the Seahawks, I think if he's back there, it's it's a lot less likely that they get toasted. And you could be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, or Tarverius Moore is younger. Like, yes, but he's a third-year player now. And he plays a lot more sound than he like than a regular like young guy would. Um, so I actually hope that Tarverius Moore's back there. Uh, and I don't. I know, like you said, like the bend don't break thing. I totally agree. The one big thing about the Seahawks is that a lot of teams. You start the game. You have Fred Warner flying around. You Dre Greenlaw pops someone. Kowalski Tart comes down on a blitz and they like throw a pick or you know they do stuff like that. And and so often I've told Jake this, like you see it like the first two possessions what the game's going to look like because the mm-hmm. Niners like impose their will right away. And it's like, Oh, we cannot hang. These guys are flying around guys are, you know, they're missing. Like there's like an open field. It'll be like a, like a third and five and they throw a little like four yard play. And then like he gets stuffed and he gets like down a yard short and they have to punt and they do, mm-hmm. they have a couple drives like that. And it kind of just snowballs. And it's like the Niners just carry out this momentum. You can't do that against the Seahawks. You cannot do that against Russell Wilson because you get those big stops and he's not really, phased at all Mm. so that's why these games are so good because like and you noticed that last year like you notice like the Niners were what 10-0 in the Monday Night Football game and then like 17-0 yeah it was bad and then I think Jadavion Clowney had that play that sparked us and then it was just game over exactly and like and like they came back too but it was like the momentum like can change so quickly where like that's why the Niners that's why I don't really like fear the Rams because it's like yeah, the Niners will just come out there. If they impose their will right away, it's done because because Goff folds. He can't really move. He can't make those plays over the median. But Wilson can, and Wilson will. So it's really just going to depend. And I think I think the way you win this game is – and tell me if, if you agree with this, Mike. You run the football. If you dominate the clock, that's your best chance. And if you don't – I think if the Niners dominate the clock, they have an, an, a significant advantage – um, mm-hmm. not like a massive advantage, but like a decent enough advantage if they can run the clock and if they can kill the Seahawks on time of possession. Because I still think the Seahawks will score, but you can control the game that way. And that's what the Seahawks – I think that's what the Seahawks will try to not let them do. You kind of – you agree with me on that, Mike? I think that they – if the 49ers can kill the clock, obviously the best defense is just keeping Russell Wilson off the field. That's the best way to play defense is to not even let him on the field. So if you can just run the clock and you can kill – then the Seahawks are just going to be – I mean, if Russell Wilson's sitting on the sideline, he can't score points, right? Um, again, there's only so much – and our defense is not going to be great. So if 49ers can just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, keep him on the sideline, then that's probably their best way to play defense is by just killing the clock. Likewise for Seattle, um, if that happens, they have shown the ability to score very quickly. You know, uh, I think they scored on their first drive in like the first five or six plays. So not that they can't score very quickly, but – like you said, this is a well-coached defense. They're not going to allow many deep shots. I mean, I'm sure they'll get a couple, but they're not going to allow deep shot after deep shot. So, yeah, if you guys can run the ball on us and kill the clock, and, man, that puts a lot of pressure on Wilson, and that puts a lot of pressure on our offense and our defense to get stopped. So I think that's going to be your recipe for success if you guys can run the ball and kill time of possession. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's about 
about time to wrap it up here. But, I, Mike, I want to thank you one more time for coming on. Of course. And Go Seahawks. This, is, this will be a good game, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I think this this is probably the most exciting game of the year every year, like these two matchups. Oh, yeah. We don't know what the Week 17 matchup will look like. I, I told Jake this, and I, I don't think many 49er fans like to hear this, but I want the Seahawks to beat all the other divisional opponents. Like, I don't care if they get the one seed. I want the Niners to get locked into that five seed because I think that it's going to be very difficult for them to come up with the one seed in the bye. And I think that the mm-hmm. second best seed is the fifth seed. So I, I was yeah. rooting for you guys against the Cardinals. Mike, I, I don't know too. what that was. It was a collapse. <laughs> it was, we win. I, I'm not, I, I honestly, I thought about it today. We're, we'll, we win nine out of 10 of those games, games like that. You know, when, when Zane Gondalas missed that overtime kick, I was like, okay, we won. Like, <laughs> come on now. And then Russell threw that pick, and I was like, that's ah, okay. They're going to miss another field goal. They didn't the <laughs> second time. <laughs> but um, you mentioned earlier about flexing it to Sunday night. Let's not do that because I would like to get some sleep. <laughs> I would like to not be up all night nervous um, and stressing out what the Seahawks did. But, yeah, it'll be a good game. Matt, we got to think of something to do, a little wager. Yeah, uh, definitely. Should be, entertain- should be entertaining. Definitely, definitely. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Of course, man. Thanks for having me.